You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Well, last week we began a three-week series that we'll finish off next Sunday called The Glory of Christmas. What a privilege it is to to know that God has sent his son from heaven to earth, and it is indeed the glory of Christmas. One of the focal points of the Christmas story is found in Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse number 8, and you're welcome to read along with me, and, or on the screen, you can follow along. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about it. What happened? The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. How many of you want to receive the glory of God? Amen? Amen. The good news is the glory of Christmas is not just for December 25th. It's for us to live by and live on every day. Father, thank you for the privilege we have to be right here in your presence As we've been worshiping you, we thank you that we sense your spirit in a mighty way. As we celebrate you, Lord Jesus, your birth and your life, we thank you that today we can come together in your name. Holy Spirit, have your way. As we get into the teaching of your word, we pray that you would indeed illuminate our minds and our hearts, that you would be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The glory of Christmas is what we're going to talk about. And uh, got to talk about a story that I got to kind of got a kick out of. Uh, Not too long ago, a man from Salt Lake City, Utah, decided to do something totally different. He decided to send out 600 Christmas cards to total strangers. So somehow he got a hold of addresses of total strangers and just sent them out throughout the United States. And he just just wanted to wish 600 strangers uh, a Merry Christmas. So he put his return address and envelopes, sent them out. Amazingly, 117, he, he received 117 responses from these strangers. And some of them were a little bit unique. One lady wrote, it was so good to hear from you. Your card arrived the day I got home from the hospital, and I can't tell you what an encouragement it was to hear from an old friend. <laughs> Another one wrote, I have to admit, when I received your card today, I really couldn't picture you. We had to think hard for a long time before we remembered. By the way, please give our regards to your father. He is such a wonderful man. <clears throat> One more. This is my favorite response. One guy wrote, it was so good to hear from you after all these years. By the way, my family and I, we're going to be in Salt Lake City next summer. Would it be all right if we spent a few days with you? <laughs> okay, okay. I kind of like that one. But it's good to spread the Christmas cheer. Just be careful about what you, uh, what you say to strangers, huh? Uh, it, it, but it's a good thing. 
Today, we're going to talk about the glory of Christmas and uh, the various aspects of the Christmas story. You see that there's a specific reference to the glory of God that comes from heaven to earth. Last week, we used John chapter 1, verse 14. Today, we want to look at Luke chapter 2, <clears throat> verses 8 through 14. Let's take a look at this message of the glory of Christmas. Three observations. Number one is this. The glory of God is a gift God offers to everyone. And this is important. We read here in verse 10 of Luke 2. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for some of the people. No, it doesn't say that. It says for who? For all the people. Somebody say all. For all the people. And this is what I love about the message of the glory of God, the message of the love of God that comes from heaven to earth. It doesn't say that this message is just for the Jews. Nope, it goes beyond that. Is this message of salvation and love that God has for us just for the Gentiles? Nope, it goes beyond that. Is it just for certain people with a certain skin color? Nope. And that tells me today that the message of Christmas, which is the message of Christ, is for all people. It's for all people. Aren't you glad that you are included? You are not excluded. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. This message, this gift that God has for you is for you. It is for all people. Aren't you glad in a world that we live in where there's some racial tension, where there's some political tension, that there's a gift that God offers to all people? All we need to do is receive it. Can somebody say amen? I receive this gift, amen? In the name of Jesus, I praise God because that's what it's all about. Now, I realize that Jesus was born a Jew. And we know that. And he spoke Hebrew. And I want to just briefly mention the season that we're in. Besides the Christmas season, today happens to be day five of Hanukkah. And does that apply to us? Let me just share with you briefly a little bit about what Jesus celebrated. How many know Jesus celebrated Hanukkah? You can read about it in John chapter 10, verse 22. In the Bible, it says a festival or the feast of dedication. Dedication means Hanukkah in Hebrew. And I want to tell you this because some of you may say, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not Jewish. Is there anybody here that's been adopted into the family of God? I'm, I'm adopted into the family of God, and I believe that the blessings of God are for every single one of us, especially if we've been adopted into the family of God. So can I tell you very briefly what, <clears throat> what Hanukkah is? Because it places you in a position to qualify for the miracles of God. And, and here's what Hanukkah is about, for those of you that may not know it. Back in 168 BCE, there was uh, an overtaking of the Jerusalem temple where the presence of God was, where the people of God worshiped the Lord God, Jehovah. The Syrian Greeks came in and took it over. They, they, they moved the Jews out of the way. They said, you can no longer worship here. They took over God's temple. And not only did they take it over, they desecrated it. They said, instead of worshiping the Lord God, Jehovah, we're going to worship the God Zeus. I mean, no, that's not good at all. We can't have any other gods. We can't worship any others. And in order just to to be mean to the Jewish people, what they did is they even brought pigs and other things. They totally destroyed the temple because they had no respect for the Lord God Almighty. Well, of course, this this, uh, 
got the, many of the Jews upset because that was their place of worship. That's where they worshiped the Lord God, Jehovah. Well, one of those is Mattathias, and he, he started to come and, uh, and, and say, you know, we got to do something about this. So a little bit later on, he gets some people together, some men together, and in, ensued after that a three-year battle. And then at the end of them, many of them were, the, were called the Maccabees. They came in, and the good news is God's people took back what the devil had stolen from them. I mean, you know, sometimes we need to take back what the enemy has taken from us. That's exactly what happened back in the day. And the enemy had stolen their place of worship, but God's people said, no, we're going to come back, even if we have to fight for this, because we know that God is greater than the enemy. So God prevailed, God's people took over, and now they had a destroyed temple. What are we going to do? How do we get it cleaned up? Because it was totally desecrated with false idols, with all sorts of junk. They needed to clean it up. Well, they said, okay, we've got a lot of work to do because we want this place to be a place where the Lord God Jehovah is worshiped and praised. So the good news is they said, okay, we're going to get to work and do it. Now, bad news is they didn't have CPS energy back then, okay? In other words, they, they, how did they power the, the light so that they can work? Well, it was an oil. The oil would power the lamps or the menorahs there, and they would be able to see uh, in that particular place. And they realized that they only had enough oil to power the lights, the candles, the menorah for one day. And it was going to take about eight days to get everything cleaned up and ready to worship for the Lord. So by faith, I mean, it takes a lot of faith. He said, you know what? We're going to put oil in this lamp. And we're going to believe that somehow, some way, this is going to get, to get done. And a miracle happened. The oil that was supposed to last for one day lasted for eight days. So oftentimes we say this is a miracle of miracles that God allowed his temple to be cleansed so that God once again could be worshipped. And once again, after eight days, because of the miracle of the oil and the lights, they were able to dedicate this temple back to the Lord. What the enemy had stolen, they had took it back for the honor and glory of the Lord. So Hanukkah in English is dedication. This is sometimes referred to as a feast of dedication because after the eight days, they were able to dedicate the temple back to the Lord. It's also known as a festival of lights because it was the miracle of lights that helped them uh, get the temple back in order. But you know, today, you know, I kind of like it. I drive around, you know, homes and neighborhoods, and I see a lot of lights around. It reminds me that I serve a miracle-working God. Amen? So the third aspect of, of Hanukkah, not only is it known as a feast of dedication or the feast or a festival of lights, it's also known as a festival of miracles because a miracle took place. And I tell you something, we serve today a God who still does miracles. Amen? Do I hear an Amen. God still does miracles. So today happens to be day five of an eight-day Hanukkah celebration, and it's great to say, Lord, I need a miracle. And if you do need a miracle, you come to the right place because we are here to worship our miracle-working God. Amen? And I want you to know that you can grab hold of God's miracles. The Festival of Lights is a reminder of God's miracles that comes with God's glory. Aren't you glad? That when God's glory comes, it reminds us of how God shines 
upon you and I. Number two, the glory of God brings in the presence of angels. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2. And in verse 13, it says this, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel. Now let me stop right here. First, there was an angel that appeared to the shepherds. Okay? Now, once again, why did they appear to shepherds? In the biblical days, that message was for everyone. Shepherds were sometimes referred to as the lowest of the low. And many people would say, well, if you don't have a lot of talent, if you don't have a lot of ability, if you don't have a lot of know-how, then at least you could be a shepherd. They were thought of as, as the lowest, but that's who the angel came to speak to. Because once again, this message of the glory of God is for all people, right? So here we see that an angel appears to the shepherds, and then it says, just a few moments later, that the angel was not alone. It says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel. So in other words, that one angel who was speaking to the shepherds was joined by a great company, a heavenly host of other angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. And I love this because when we speak about the glory of God, we welcome in the presence of God's angels. I got to tell you something. As we are gathered here today, as we worship the Lord, I hope you would agree with me that there are angels surrounding us. As we worship the Lord, we are surrounded by the presence of God's angels. We may not see them. Sometimes angels are visible. Sometimes angels are invisible, but nevertheless, I believe that God blesses us with his angels, and we are surrounded by the presence of God. Now, what is the word angel? The word angel, the name angel, is messenger from God. So if you know somebody named Angel or, or, or Angelica, right? Right, Nancy, your daughter, then it's a, just a messenger from God. And I love that. How many know God speaks to us today? Are we in agreement? Does God speak to us today? And oftentimes he uses an angel. And it may be someone we know. It may be someone that we just, just somehow, some way receive a word. God had a word for Mary at the beginning before this whole Christmas story begins to unfold. God had a word for Mary. So what did God do? He sent his messenger, an angel, to go from heaven to earth and say, Mary, what, don't worry, don't be afraid, but what is conceived in you is from the Holy Spirit. It was an angel who came and spoke life into Mary. And then God needed to speak to Joseph. So we read in Matthew chapter 1 that Joseph had a dream. And an angel came to Joseph in this dream to speak to Joseph. Don't worry about it. Everything's in control. Marry this woman. Everything that's happening is of God. And Joseph believed the word of the Lord. Why? Because God sent an angel. You read about an angel that came to Simeon in the Christmas story. And here in Luke chapter 2, you read about an angel who came to the shepherds. God had a word for his people, and he sent it through the angels. Angels serve as a focal point of the Christmas story. That's why oftentimes we love to sing these Christmas carols, and many of them have reference to the angels. Hark the herald angels sing. Or angels we have heard on high. Or angels from the realm of glory. Sometimes we have this picture that angels are tall, white uh, um, men or women with wings and once again dressed in white. 
But angels come in all sorts and sizes. Could they be dressed like that? Yes, they could. But they could be ordinary individuals like you and I. And sometimes we may recognize them. Sometimes we may not. But I'll tell you one thing for sure. We are blessed with the presence of angels. Do I hear an amen to that? No matter how tough life gets, you will never get to the place where God's angels cannot find you. God's angels will find you. This week's Digging Deeper Notes, I entitled it Touched by an Angel, and I go into more detail the four times in the Christmas story where an angel appears, and what did the angels say, and how did uh, these characters respond. The the, uh, Digging Deeper Notes are at your uh, Connection Hub for those of you doing connect groups this week or for your individual study. Number three, with God's glory comes God's peace and favor. With God's glory comes God's peace and favor. So going back to verse 14 of Luke chapter 2, the angels proclaimed and sang this, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So let's take a look at this song that was sung by the heavenly host. The first key word is this, this, glory. glory. What does that word glory mean? Well, in the Greek, it's the word doka, which which is the unspoken manifestation of God, the splendor of God, the glory of God, the splendor of God. Some of us um, know what that's all about. If you go to the Hebrew, there's actually two Hebrew words that are translated glory. The first one is shakan, which is is in the root word, the same root word where we get the word shekinah, which means a place of abode where God dwells. So when we speak of the glory of God, we're speaking of where God dwells. That is the glory of God. There's a second Hebrew word that means that's that's pronounced kabod, and it references the weight of God's presence. That means the glory of God. Have you ever been in a place, maybe in a worship service, maybe in your quiet time at home, that you just sense the presence of God is right there with you? You see, that's the weight of God's presence. And you just know, I've been with God. And when we talk about the glory of God, this is a place where God dwells. And this is so important because this is what we are promised. That God wants to bless us with his glory. That means the weight of his presence. Now, some of us nowadays, we are tied into uh, phone calls or cell phones or text messages or emails And when we want to talk to someone, even if they're from another city, we may FaceTime them. How many of you have used FaceTime? That's pretty good. But can I tell you something? It doesn't take the place with being with someone you love face-to-face. You know what I'm talking about? FaceTime is cool, okay? But it's not the same as having someone right there by your side or right there in front of you that you can hug and, and just love on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, this is what we're talking about here. When God says, I want to give you my glory, what God is saying is, don't text message me. Don't FaceTime me. I want to be there right where you're at. I want you to experience my presence face to face. And that's what the glory of God is about. And my friend, we can experience the presence of God if we accept this Christ in Christmas, we can experience the best of God's presence, the best of God's glory. 
Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace. Let me stop right there, peace. In the Greek, it's the word irene, which means God's gift of wholeness. In the Hebrew, you may be familiar with this term, shalom. We oftentimes in the Hebrew greet one another, shalom, which means peace. But it goes deeper than just our English word, peace. The word shalom in the Hebrew means total well-being. Total well-being. So when you speak shalom to someone, you're actually speaking life, that you would be blessed with your life, that you would be blessed in your health, that you would be blessed in your relationships. Shalom is words of life that you speak to someone to help them understand the depth of what you desire them to experience in the presence of God. And so when you speak shalom, pretty much what you're saying is, you know, any type of fear, any type of worry, any type of anxiety, any type of hang-ups, I don't claim them on you. Instead, I speak shalom, that you would be blessed with total well-being of the presence of God, wellness and health, wellness in relationships. Having peace from God does not mean that there is no crisis. It doesn't mean that there's no difficult circumstances that you're having to deal with. But shalom means in the midst of it all that your heart is fine and it is well with your soul. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So, is God's favor for everybody? Uh, No. It says right here, on those, or to those on whom his favor rests. Wait a minute. Does that mean that some of us have God's favor and some of us don't? Well, in actuality, yes. How many of you are grateful that you are sons and daughters of the Most High God? Now, what is the value of that? Okay, I've got to tell you something. I, 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 I love my family, and uh, I, I love my wife, Brenda. She's a blessing to me, and um, I love you guys too. But I'm going to tell you something. My family has favor, my favor, it just a little bit higher than you guys. Okay, don't get upset at me. Okay, I have three children, two stepchildren, five grandchildren, a beautiful wife, and, uh, and even uh, some in-laws now. And you know what? Uh, if they call on me, I'm right there, okay? If you call on me, I'm right there but a step behind, okay? Okay, the reason is is because, now I hope you don't mind, but my, my priority is my family. And then comes my role as a pastor, okay? I hope you're all right with that because, you know what? They have a little bit of a higher favor because they are my family, okay? I love them. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. I do love you, Okay? But I hope you, hopefully you understand where I'm going. They have my favor because of who they are. My friend, not everybody has a favor of God. But those who become the children of God have the favor of God. When you say, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. God, I want you to be my Father. Then guess what you do? You open the door to the favor of God. Because you become a daughter of the Most High. You become a son of the Most High. You become a child of God. And when you become a child of God, you have the favor of God. Amen? How many of you want the favor of God? So that's why it says right here in Luke 2.14, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace 
to those his fa- whose his favor rests. It doesn't say to everybody. No, it says to those on whom his favor rests. In other words, if you're a child of God, you've got the favor of God, okay? But not everybody in this world does. You are blessed of God. You have the favor of God. Anybody glad that you have that? So the word favor here is a Greek word, eudokia, which means favor, goodwill, or good pleasure, or happiness. That's what God wants for you. That's what God wants for you. You have the favor of God. God has his hand upon you in a powerful way. Now, Rosemarie Williams, would you forgive me for putting you on the spot? I'm going to come back here. Hope you don't mind me doing this. So that some of you have been praying for uh, Rosemary Williams right here. And um, Rosemary, uh, how long ago? What? Rosalinda, I'm sorry. Rosalinda, how long ago were you diagnosed with cancer? 2013. 2013. What did the doctors tell you? I had two months to live. In 2013, they said you had two months to live. And you've been through how many procedures? Since 2013, I think, like, almost 10. 10 procedures. Today, you look great. Recently, uh, what did the doctors remove? A nine and a half pound tumor from my stomach, 50% of my stomach, and half foot of my large intestine. Nine and a half pound tumor from her stomach. And uh, what is the doctor saying now? I'm remission. I'm, my health is good. She is in remission. Her health is good. And um, who do you give the glory to? To my Lord. Right. Amen. Thank you, Rosalinda. You know, God has a way. I, I, I didn't, it's, what do they say? It's easier to ask forgiveness, Rosalinda. I didn't ask you, I didn't tell you I was going to come and talk to you. Yeah, you know, it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission, okay? Thank you for testifying, Rosalinda. You're a miracle of God. Can we give the Lord one more praise? <clears throat> As children of God, we have the favor of God. Now, God gets the glory, we get his peace and favor. Isn't that pretty good? God gets the glory, we get peace and favor. Now, as I close, I got to tell you something. Last week, we talked about the glory of God coming from heaven to earth. Ezekiel experienced it. Moses experienced it. Uh, Job experienced it. John uh, in Revelation experienced it. For example, when when Moses, we talked about this last week, had the glory of God when his, he was receiving the Ten Commandments. What happened was the people responded. You can read about it in Exodus 20, verse 18 and 19. They stayed at a distance from the glory of God. They stayed at a distance from the glory of God. They were afraid. My friend, welcome the glory of God. Don't be afraid of it. That's why when the angel came to the shepherds, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. No need to be afraid. The glory of God is coming. 
But I say this because in the Old Testament, you read passage after passage, Isaiah and Ezekiel and Micah. It was prophesied that the Messiah would be born, that the Messiah would came and would come. And the good news is the Messiah did come. Jesus did come. He was born. Perhaps not as everybody thought he was going to be born, but he was born and he came to save this people, our us, you and I, from our life of sin. But I tell you one more thing. God is not done with revealing his glory from heaven to earth, okay? He's not done. He did it on Christmas Day. Praise God. But the glory of Christmas lives on and on and on. What I'm saying is I've looked in the Bible, and there's other prophetic words in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, that tells us that Jesus Christ is coming again. Amen? He's going to come again. Yes, he did come that very first Christmas morning, and praise God for that. But the good news is God's not done with showing us his glory because one of these days the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and the glory of God will fill the heavens and will fill the earth and we will experience the glory of God like we've never experienced it before. Hallelujah. And you know why I'm encouraged for that? Because in the end, when I say all of that, we're going to win in the end. Are you going through a difficult situation? You're going to win. Is life been pressing in on you? You're going to win. You know why? Because the Bible prophesied it. The Bible prophesies that Jesus is coming again. And we're going to experience eternal life with Christ Jesus. The Word of God said it, and I believe it. Are we in agreement about that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You get the glory. We get the peace and the favor of God. Would you stand with me right now? Father, speak to us as we come together in the name of Jesus. Speak to us because, Lord, there's some of us that just need the prophetic word from whether it be the Old Testament or the New Testament, that your glory would come upon us. Even right now, we say thank you, Lord, that your glory will come. We believe it. Your presence will come. We believe it. Life has not been easy, but we believe your glory is on its way. Life has been tough. The challenges have been great. But Lord, you have the final word. Thank you, Lord.